follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. I'm Shad here with Matt and Brad. Gentlemen, uh, how are you this evening? I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I know, After the last few days. Yeah, and um, I think it kind of finally slowed down a bit today, would you say? Gonna, a little bit. I was going to say, can we, can we return this 2020? It's defective. I want to... Yeah. I want a new one, and I want to speak to somebody's manager. So it certainly doesn't seem to be getting better no, <laughs> from a lot of not, perspectives. And we're we're barely halfway. Th- we're not even halfway through yet. No. Yeah, we're in a weird, weird place right now. And the worst part is we're getting into like hardcore campaign season, which I just am so looking forward to because it's already obnoxious. Yeah. Well, um, today uh, let's, is let's... June twenty third. 2020 and like for example the kentucky primary was today we've been slammed with ads for months already and now we're gonna get more oh i know i wish i i wish i could filter those out awesome wouldn't it you know what the you know what the worst part is so in um in ohio you have to like if you vote in a primary you pretty much it pretty much registers you to that party and like you can just ask for a different ballot at the next primary and switch but I voted in a primary last time, so I'm getting inundated with stuff from that party because I'm part of that party. Fun. Well, you know what's actually funny? Um, it's not too political, but I hate him, so I feel like I can talk about it. I was getting, like, uh, robocalls from, like, Mike Bloomberg, and I really wanted to, like, oh text my the God. person back and be like, I would rather die than vote for Michael Bloomberg. Like, take me off the list, please. I got a couple of those. Yeah, and I was like, "What? How? I, I how did you even get my number?" I suspect they don't get your number; they just spam random digit dialing. But I, I, I don't think that's true. I think they they bought it off somebody. I mean, that's I think I think how can, that works. I, I I sometimes wonder if like the election board tries to make a little extra money and sells your sells their <clears> like <throat> their voting rolls from the last presidential election to. Candidates. God, I can understand if like you're getting like a like a print, some like a flyer in the mail, because then they can they they can't just like randomly send that off. But yeah, phone number a little more personal. Yeah, yeah. I got some from Bernie too. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> but the funny thing is, like, I'm not registered as as a member of any particular party, so it's a little curious. Like, I'm getting I'm getting those sort of messages from anyone. I just yeah. put stuff in the trash, man. I haven't gotten the inserts really bad yet, um, but I know that'll pick up here. We were getting, um, oh, who was that guy? 
he was spamming like TV around Christmas. I think it was Tom Steyer. <laughs> oh, Tom Steyer. He's a, he was like the other billionaire he was in for a little bit. And he yeah. was like doing these political ads that were just like so tone deaf. And, I, and my wife and I were just sick of it. And I was just like, you know, like if 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 I was a working class person and I was listening to this idiot talk, I'd be like, this guy has no idea how the average human being lives, and I would not vote for him. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. anyway, let's um let's disclaimer this because I don't because we're dealing with sensitive topics tonight. So if you haven't heard, there's been a lot of accusations going around. It's it's speaking out, right? Is that what the hashtag is, Matt? Yes. Okay, so this is going to deal with cases of do we just want to label it sexual misconduct? That's probably a good blanket term. So, yeah, it's it's probably a good overall term because I mean, good lord, like the last week, it's it's literally run the gamut all the yeah. way from like essentially criminal rape yeah. to yeah. just uh, harassment. So if if um if so because of that, we're gonna disclaimer this, and I'm gonna disclaimer this probably on the podcast. We are talking about cases of sexual misconduct. If you find that upsetting. I would recommend you turn this episode off now. And also, if you don't want to hear us, probably get into... We try really hard not to discuss our political opinions on stuff, but I'm guessing that all bets are going to be off on this episode. So if you don't want to hear that either, I would recommend you come back next week um, for wrestling content that's not about well us not talking about what absolute shitheads a couple of people are yeah we're going to be in a weird place tonight so uh this is not going to be fun wacky covid distraction episode no this is going to be um this is going to be what an absolute fucking disgrace like wrestling culture is yeah. yeah, it's not a it's not a happy episode. It's going to be a no. lot of uh, no. <laughs> depression. Because even like even if we take out even if we take out the um, so my big takeaway from this weekend is is um, if if it doesn't involve sexual misconduct, there is a serious bullying problem because I think it was um, it didn't get the traction it should have. I thought, but Zia Brookside talking about the problem with bullying and the fact that mm. um, people are using anti-bullying campaigns to be bullies pretty much. And she was talking about how, you know, it was pretty much like that, she, you know, she, she thought it wasn't going to get like the talk it deserved, but that she'd been bullied more by women in the industry than, um, than men. And then some, Wrestler was trying to downplay it, saying she was taking away from the message and stuff, which is the exact thing I would expect some assholes to say. And I think she got outed for being kind of an asshole um, in response to that. Not Zia, but the person that responded to Zia. Yeah. So. I can absolutely believe it. Um, Especially for her, because she obviously, I would imagine from day one, just by her look, um, you can tell that she was going somewhere, and I would imagine some indie schlub would take that out on her because of it. Probably. Yeah, for for those who aren't familiar with uh, Zia Brookside, she, I mean, she's young. She's like 21 years old. 
Um, and I don't. I guess she's she's with NXT UK. Uh, I don't really watch enough NXT UK to know how often she's like on screen. Um, uh, NXT UK is not very good about that. But then I think there's going to be a lot of roster openings in NXT UK. <laughs> yeah, I think that the gods on the oh, shirt. Well, We'll definitely get into that. Um, yeah. That's kind of been... where this whole thing came, started from. Yeah, she's a. Uh, she's been on. She's definitely been on the May Young Classic. I think the last one they did, which was a couple yeah, years we back. Talk, at this I remember point. talking about her. We we talked See? about her because I think she <laughs> she might have wrestled at EO. Uh, I think she did. I think she did. I I forget exactly. Yeah, I think she did. Um. I think we. She's, I know she was on an episode that we did. So go back to like September, October, November of 2018. I think we talked about her in some capacity. Yeah, I, I pulled her uh, Instagram up real quick just to remind who we were talking about, and she is. She has the face of like a perennial baby face. She does. Like if she had I mean, any talent at all, you knew that it was she was going to be a big deal because you can't help but get cheer for her. I think that's another reason why she's bullied. I yeah. mean, she's 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 young and she's pretty. Like she and she's talented. Like, her father is Robbie Brookside. I, yeah. I don't think that's actually her biological father. I think I had heard somewhere that he adopted her, but the, she had a, she basically has like the second generation thing going on. Yeah. So yeah, that the recipe right there. She's she's talented. She's pretty. She's got kind of a connection lineage which yeah I, i'm loves. not surprised like she got bullied and there we there is definitely such a thing as is intrasexual competition so i yeah. imagine there's a lot of there are women out there who probably did bully her probably more than the guys like she said well it seems like because she came up in that uk scene and in, in, um my big takeaway from, <laughs> my big takeaway from this weekend is the UK scene is an absolute toxic shithole. You know, we, um, I know I definitely have probably lamented on the podcast about how, uh, Vince was essentially killing the British scene. <laughs> Maybe that was a, uh, okay. Maybe that yeah, wasn't such I, a bad deal. I'm not feeling so all. bad about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turns out it was going to kill itself. I just, oh my god, like, because my friend was, yeah. like, texting me asking about it, and I, I hit a point with him where I'm like, look, dude, like, honestly, like, you might be better off just asking me who your favorites are and if they did anything than trying to parse out who's guilty, because it's bad. Oh, no, it, it, it at, for a time, it was like, well, we could probably start counting easier the guys who haven't been accused of something just absolutely dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. If not actual like assault and just being like a scumbag to girls. Yeah. Yeah. So we know why David Starr is so eager <laughs> to move to the UK. God. Apparently. Damn! What a fucking. I mean, he was already like a piece of shit for what he did, but like when that that uh, woman released the text where he was essentially like fucking threatening her into silence like just whatever dude like fuck off i hope you're never seen again the best in that whole exchange was he was you know defending himself and had had put out some tweets defending himself but he uh he promoted one of the tweets on twitter where he was defending himself so oh. i mean that's essentially that's an ad like he purchased 
Yeah, he purchased time on Twitter to to promote a tweet of him basically defending himself. Do we want to like? Do we want to start? Because I mean, he's the he was the start of all of this. You might as and well. It, and I it yeah. basically. I fucking hated him to begin with, so um, I'm not. I mean, I'm sad for his victim, but like, really, like he um, he is such a disingenuous, like garbage human being. And I think it's been obvious he, for a long time that he's a disingenuous piece of garbage. He's, well, that that's an he has been. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he he has been just tremendously obnoxious for a while, and I then think, to have this happen. I think he's the only person on this podcast that we've legitimately run down um, as hating, like as a human being. I I don't. I've not liked him for a long time, um, and I've always there. To me, he's come off as disingenuous. I will say, like, if you are someone, and he he got a pass for a long time, and I think the reason why is because people agreed with his politics, and if you like his politics, I'm not. I'm not castigating that. I'm not saying I even disagree with his politics on a personal level. All I'm saying is that when he would do it and talk about it, he would do it in a way that I felt, one, wasn't genuine. I felt like it was a little too what I would call performative. Where he's making, whenever someone makes such a big deal about things, like they could be very passionate about it, but sometimes it rings really hollow. And it's like, do you really believe this or are you just talking up a good game? And to me, it always seemed like he was talking up a really good game. You know what uh, that reminded me of, though, with um, especially when he would dip into his socialist stuff was he um, I said this about a video game to someone once is he reminds me like a lot of his socialist stuff always reminded me of someone that just read Baby's First Socialist Manifesto. <laughs> um, and that always struck me as disingenuous, like someone that professed like that they had these views, but they they never really had like. It never felt like they had an understanding of it. You know what it felt like? It felt like his stuff was always super calculated to get the Twitter seals to clap. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. It seemed it seemed like less of him genuinely believing these things versus he knew, he knew like the things to say to get a lot of retweets and and likes on Twitter and and kind of like Twitter um, impressions that that he could then use to of course market his own personal brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, like if you agree with this politics, I'm not not actually throwing, you know, throwing water on the actual the message he's he's giving the politics, the politicians he agreed with. If you like his platform, I know he talked about a lot about unions and professional wrestling. That's a concept that I actually don't think is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, it's obviously like this is that's a subject that's been talked about since like the 80s with Jesse Ventura. It's extraordinarily complex than how you actually make it work in yeah. in, the, in the actual industry of professional wrestling. But again, there's also like ways you can do it. Like I don't know if I can give an example off the top of my head about a, like a politically active or vocal. Well, his uh, I can kind he, of remember one of them is is his thing was. Uh, because he was chastising Vince about the the payouts that guys got and saying, "Oh, you're a billionaire, but you only pay like X amount or something like that," right? When, yeah, that's kind of like what I'm getting at. And it's just the thing I don't like personally about anyone who's trying to engage in politics. It's like if you if you're trying to win over people to your message, then just they present that message and be like, "This is something that I like. I believe in strongly." 
and I think like it would help like all Americans or I think it would help people and this is why and don't just be like a dick essentially don't just be yeah. like oh you're you don't believe this way you're you're you know you're, you're a fucking asshole like and right. he would definitely oh, troll yeah. Vince and all those people well, you to the point where it's like I don't that just personally rubs me the wrong way because even if you like agree with his politics or his message or disagree like if you're gonna be just a jerk about it my gut instinct is like even if I agree with you it's like I don't want to agree with you because yeah. I feel like you're being unfair to to other people and other like viewpoints yeah if you're gonna be a dick mm-hmm. then I don't want to talk about this with you even if I agree because you're a dick and I've done I've done that a number of times in my life. It was a they're like, don't you? What do you think? And I'm like, dude, I don't want to talk about this. Well, what about this? It's like, it, okay, let me rephrase. I don't want to talk to you. My my so my problems with David Starr were also like anytime there's any mild controversy, there was always him sticking his unwanted nose in it, and there was <clears> always <throat> this element of making it about him that I really found distasteful, but. My other issue with him, especially with, like, the wrestler pay and stuff, is that he was an obvious, like, economic illiterate. Like, he did not understand. He does not understand, like, when he calls Vince a billionaire, he doesn't understand what that actually means. Like, Vince does not have a billion dollars. Vince is worth a billion dollars on paper. Like, if you needed Vince to give you a billion dollars tomorrow, he couldn't do it. He probably right. couldn't even give you $250 million tomorrow. Like, he doesn't have that sitting around at a bank account. They're in <clears> investments. <throat> like, that's property that he owns that he did not pay, like, that much for. Like You mean you, you mean that Vince doesn't literally have a, a giant silo of just money that he swims around in? Like, right, which he seems to think. He doesn't, he doesn't have money fights with... Um, <laughs> oh, Pat Patterson doesn't work there anymore. But um, Bruce Richard, yeah, like he and I mean, in in fairness, like they, if you and and Melters talked about this with the new contracts, like when they got those new contracts, a lot of dudes started getting raises because yeah. they were making more money. Like they've been pretty good about um, upping guys' pay as they've brought in more money. Yeah, well, they they actually had pay increases, and whenever there was competition for them, they had value because you know these guys are they don't want them to go to the competition because they have value, so they're paying increased market rate for them. But Star was Star would say that stuff with one hand, and then he would turn around and be like, "Oh, you know, my landlord's a dick because he wants me to pay my rent," and it's like, and I mean, he was, it, it makes he was, it sound really. Like that, it, it didn't match, right? Like it made yeah. him sound disingenuous. Really and the landlord thing off. pissed me off because he's like, well, he's and people were telling him this in his tweets, but you know, of course, he doesn't respond because he's a coward and um, doesn't believe it. But he's like, well, he's worth two million dollars, and people were like, yes, he has two million dollars worth of property. Like honestly, like he's bitching about his landlord. He might actually have more money than his landlord. A, maybe like liquid assets. Yeah. So, but well, again, that that kind of goes to my point. I was making that he he, I think he was less genuine about it than it was just like you know, 
uh, he's trying to get his name out there to um, hype up his own personal brand. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of got confirmation about that because uh, Pete, Pete Dunne lit him up. Pete Dunne like lit him up, and basically it's flat out said like you didn't like he this he was like pulling a fast one on all of you because he didn't actually believe anything he was saying. Yeah, but there were a couple people like, why did you say that before? And other people were like, well, because you wouldn't have believed him. Because mm-hmm. you were too far up David Starr's ass. Yeah. Now, but we're digressing. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What we're was di- it? The, what was the thing that, that dropped the dime on Starr? So an ex-girlfriend accused him of rape and sexual abuse, I believe. Okay. So that happened on, like, a Wednesday slash Thursday. And then he did a... I mean, his apology was essentially, like, I'm not a predator, but... Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, was that the tweet that he promoted? Probably, knowing him. I I don't think it was, but uh, that's how I first... I mean... That's how I first I heard, came across it was I saw that I'm, I'm not a predator, but like quote tweeted somewhere. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? So yeah, I, yeah I saw no that. kidding. I saw that too. And I was like, oh no, because anytime you have to start a sentence that way, anything that follows is not going to be good. As, as you, was once said to me, anything before anything before, but is bullshit. So well, if you're going to say, I'm not this, but. Yes. Then it doesn't matter. It's like you, exactly because if I've you start a sentence, say, I've never had to say in my 39 years on this planet, I'm not a predator, but like there's nothing yes. good that can come after that. If you start a sentence going, well, I don't mean to be a creep, but whatever you're gonna say is gonna be creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 not gonna go well. Yeah. Rethink uh, what you're I, about to say and don't say it. I, I may have, in my time, used the phrase, okay, this isn't going to sound the way I want it to come out, but I can't find the words for it. But that was, I like to think that's a little bit different. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm putting myself under the bus with that. But it's it's some in trying to convey whatever it was I was wanting to get across, I knew that I it, it probably wasn't going to work, but I'm grasping at straws. So... And it, 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 I mean that happens. You gotta, but... you gotta acknowledge, like, okay, this this might not work, but David Starr's statement was, I, I'm seriously, I'm gonna look it up. I'm not a. I, I'm. I want to look. Hang on, I found a, an article. I am not a sexual predator, but, so. You know, it, it's, uh, yeah. God. Oh yeah, and, he did pay um, to promote that one. That was the one he paid yeah. to promote. It. Oh, jeez, oh, it was. I. And you know what amazes me about his apology is how it it really encapsulated all my <laughs> issues with him because he was even disingenuous in that. I don't think the only person I think that was more disingenuous, like when they commented on it, was Joey Ryan. Um, but one can of worms coming up. Oh, that we'll get to him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's next on my list here. So as someone, just, as 
as someone pointed out, sorry to cut you off, Brad. As someone oh, has pointed out, he's a he's an entire episode of the next season of Dark Side of the Ring. Oh my just god! In, just in the making. Jeez. And you're gonna have to forgive, like people listening. You're gonna have to forgive us. Like it was a weekend of just of just accusations everywhere. So unfortunately, like it kind of started to bleed all together. Yeah, it's it. My memory on all this, with all this happening, it's happening as fast as it did. I'm not able to keep everything separate, much as I might like well, to. David Starr feels like a month ago now. I mean, how it's, much stuff's happened? Golly, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, this all happened so fast, and for lack of a better term, so like it happened so fast and so hard that it's hard to keep track of everything and. It, there's been so much of it, I've just about quit trying to keep track of what's what anymore. Now, I, I honestly think, I'm just being honest here, I think David Starr could have could have maybe slid on this a bit if he had been, if he had, um, if he had made a better statement and had the, had she not released those screenshots of, him threatening her like that's because that's really where i mean i was already done with him at that point but like when you read the 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 conversations where like he was pretty much saying like i'm gonna use my like social media following to destroy you if you say anything is really where it turned into wow fuck that guy i hope he never works again yeah do you guys see those or I think I posted those somewhere that you guys were, but I don't remember. Like it, that's that was like right before like the, the floodgates opened. <laughs> it was because I think what happened is, and I apologize, everybody at home. I'm doing my best. I got a summer cold, so um, if if I start coughing, I'll I'll try and shut my mic off in time. But um, that I I think when people saw that being taken seriously. And it it being a like, you know what, this guy's a dick, and uh, you know the you know chickens are coming home to roost with him. That's what I would suspect gave other people the courage to um, to speak up with with what they had dealt with. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, we we have been we've been on a bus with no brakes. For, for a while um i'm glad i'm glad um i am glad it happened though because i i'm glad that there is um the people that are making legitimate accusations i am glad that they are getting at least some semblance of their voice heard over it yeah it's something that's needed to happen for a long time um, cause I mean, God wrestling, the amount of it that just kind of goes with the, uh, behind closed doors and the, the kind of, you know, closed atmosphere, kayfabe, protect the business, like keep the outsiders out sort of thing just seems like, you know, it, it breeds this sort of stuff. And then I know we talked about this. Oh Lord. It might've been like a year ago. But the kind of like attitude that would pop up with people who got into it, um, the the very macho, 
in some cases, very insecure attitude that fed into it. You put these things together, and this sort of stuff's bound to happen. Um, it, it was not a none, nothing like that ever happened, or was mentioned in earshot around me when I was working. I don't know if they if that just didn't happen or they didn't want to say it around me or what. I don't have a good answer for you on that. But like the 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 patterns of infidelity that happened happened a lot. And if no one's no one's touching the brakes on one, we can imagine what's gonna happen, right? Because it's 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 gonna continue in some fashion yeah and now i think i don't remember the timeline i should have looked up who was second i think dave chris was second though yeah because it was a lot of the uh the uk scene well dave and... chris dave chris is um is not uk he's he's actually in ohio dude um his brother seems clean that's really weird you notice that matt it's all uh, about Dave, and Jake seems like no one said anything. I haven't heard anything about him, no. Yeah, so um, that one's a, a lot of like unsolicited dick pics um, and just general harassment. I don't think there's been anything worse than that, but um, his laundry list, he has quite the laundry list, and I think people are still accusing him. But um, so then. So I'd say David Starr really stood out, but then um, our next subject of Joey Ryan really stood out. I mean, he, <laughs> he's really he is he is king shit on shit mountain. Like, what a f- I'm sorry for the language on this, but like, I have some really strong feelings on um, some what some of these guys have been doing. But wow, yeah, Joey Ryan, like, fuck you, like, just fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? A lot, apparently. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, like... Like... Is it, is it, is it that hard to not, like, molest and, like, sexually harass people? I don't think it's just molest, even molesting. I think there's even... There's full-on allegations of rape, just flat-out oh, rape. Like, my friend was asking me how bad the Joey Ryan thing was, and I legitimately said, like, dude, have you been within 10 feet of him? Because he might have molested you, too. Like, I honestly, like, that's how bad it is. Yeah. And uh, then poor, like, poor, like, fucking Candace LeRae, like, she was working with him, all that stuff, and, like, he's just this absolute dirtbag behind her back. It's yeah. just... Well, and Candace seems to be you know, this, this super nice person and they had this good gimmick going and that sort of, and then this comes out and I think someone tried to implicate her as being a part of it. So she, she was on that, she was on that, what I would say is highly irresponsible list is grooming minors or something. And I, yeah, yeah. It's just, who was that? Candace LeRae. Yeah. Oh yeah they're okay just and she was like but she was like i mean when they were doing this she was like in her i think she was like in her early 20s like come on 
That's another thing. So I, I do want to take a slight digression before we, we beat up on Joey Ryan a little more. I've seen a lot of people throwing like allegations around at people like Pete Dune and or Dune, sorry, <laughs> I always say it wrong. Um, and like about being around people and be like, well, how couldn't they know? And it's like, well, you don't really know people and you don't see things like some of us. Some people are oblivious to what goes on around them in the world. Some people are like Joey Janela and just want to show up to work and not sexually harass people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Joey Janela, for a guy who kind of has a gimmick of being like a, a crazy dirtbag, uh, actually seems like a good guy. Like, n- nowhere near the sort of dark things that apparently so many other people have engaged in. Yeah. yeah or, or he's just been smarter and murdered them afterwards. I mean, we don't Oh, know. God. No. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I don't quick, think it is quick, either, but at this point, go. we can't count anything out. God. Hey, Joey, if you're listening to this, I want in your basement with a pickaxe. We're checking your, you out, fucker. <laughs> Hopefully he'd get a laugh out of that. Um, the uh, just, just as a quick um, look back over the shoulder thing, it's like, is, is there anybody left in, in NXT UK other than Pete Dunne and, like, Walter? Is that it? Almost, there's so many people who have been uh, accused off that Mark roster. Andrews it seems like he's still clean. I, I haven't heard anything okay. about him. Um, he's not in the next UK. Mark Haskins seems clean. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is clean as far as I know. There's a bunch of le- lesser known guys, but like, I think um, Wolfgang had some sort of accusation. I don't know much about that one. It, it, was it Joe Coffee <clears throat> had one? I think he did. Um, I think even Trent Seven has had one. But I think Trent uh, Seven. I I could be wrong. I think Trent Seven's falls more on the Tyler Bate one, which is just maybe doesn't seem like it necessarily holds up. Or well, more like <clears throat> more. It's probably not appropriate, but it was more like propositioning someone that didn't want one, which I don't know. Like <clears throat> that's a. Uh, that's a trickier one because if it's a guy basically trying to get with a girl and she's like, no, then that could border on like harassment, but that also just isn't necessarily like, I certainly wouldn't put on the level of assault or rape. If he didn't, uh, touch, yeah. her, if he didn't touch her, like try to corner her or anything and it was just being kind of yes. annoying. Um, uh, details, uh, just... in, details and context actually matter. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't like, mean that behavior is appropriate, but again, it, when we're talking about people who like Joey Ryan, who has been is at least I think I heard sixteen people, and I mean that just is people who want to come forward. Yeah, oh we talked about it was only that. 12. Oh no, it's like at least sixteen. I'm sure there's more that could come out or that. Oh, I'm sure it'll be more exist. by the time this episode hits. Yeah, yeah probably. They, they people shouldn't be put in the same category as Joey Ryan if there, they're making dumb making dumb comments. Because like, to go into that, like I, um, we're we're we are we're gonna we're going to set up the boundaries of there was no inappropriate contact, and when told no, they backed off. And maybe you were a little annoying about it, and maybe like a little too aggressive with it, but they maybe came close to the line, but the line wasn't crossed. Like I really don't want a guy who maybe was talking to someone and thought they were getting like 
vibes and they weren't and just misread the situation uh, getting drug in the mud with people that did something which is heinous yeah that's that's a fair point is that's in all of this I, I, we kind of got to set like tears to it you know are we what what are we looking at how how bad is is this one how bad is this one how you know when you consider how bad one was how long ago was it are we you know are are we dealing with you know are we dealing with with you know being a jerk off or are we at like Cosby levels what are we well we can call this Joey Ryan levels now because he's the yeah yeah uh, Joey Ryan and Bill Cosby being on the same tier is not something that I would have guessed last week so oh, man I mean Joey Ryan was turning into a bit of a twat on social media too if I'm being honest he was he was being preachy about a lot of stuff, which was kind of odd. I mean, yeah, for you being expect a, for, for being a guy that flips people with your dick, like you were obviously like stuck on yourself. Well, you would okay. I would think that someone who was doing such a goofy ass gimmick that you wouldn't take yourself so seriously. Just be like, yeah, I do this. It people. People seem to get a kick out, you know. People get a kick out of it, you know. It it draws fans, it draws money. Yeah, that's why I do this. Okay, you know what? I, I get that. But then acting like the, you know, that gives you some kind of moral authority, or that you're more qualified to speak on. So I don't. I'm I'm not sure where you you get off on that sort of thing. And you know what? Although he apparently, really, Ryan try to get off just about anywhere you can. He was really bad at it too, like. Do you know how bad you have to be at social media to get owned by Jim Cornette repeatedly? We'll get to him too, but yeah. Well, why don't we go to Jim Cornette next because he was early in the. Um... Yeah, can I um, can I go back one to uh, a, a a specific NXT UK guy? Yeah, uh, Travis Banks because he's one that's. Uh... Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Fuck that guy too. He's one that's pretty disturbing to me. Um, so uh, Travis Banks, the situation there is that he apparently uh, he it, not just he's not just a wrestler, he's also a trainer. And the claim against him is that when he was training a female wrestler, Millie McKenzie, who is now um, twenty years of age, and by that, I mean she just turned 20, like, days ago. Yeah. Uh, that when he was training with her, he enga- he entered into a sexual relationship with her. Uh, it, from what I understand, was consensual. But, I mean, when he started this relationship with her, he was, like, 30. so And she was, I think, like, 16 or 17. So it's like, what the fuck are you doing, yeah. Travis Banks? Uh, he, she, uh, she claims like, you know, he was, uh, he was essentially like psychologically, uh, emotionally abusive to her. <laughs> there, there's a lot more to the story there. This is a weird one because technically, uh, it's not illegal to have sexual relationships with a 16 or 17 year old, 
uh, we're obviously thinking from like an American perspective where, you know, anyone under 18, like hard, no go hard. No, yeah. no, but that's, uh, I mean, other, other places in the world, that's not quite the age of consent is a little bit different. Uh, but if there's a unique situation where if it can be illegal, if you are determined to be in a position of power over the individual, mm-hmm. uh, and the only reason that he like legally is skating from potentially having charges brought against him is because when uh, this is how they're pr- like legally looking at the situation, that's essentially almost like a loophole, is that. Uh, because he was getting paid by her and her parents, they're not considering that necessarily like, you know, a position of power, even though he was her trainer slash coach at the time. And it's but, splitting it's splitting hairs in a oh, way. Oh, it is extraordinarily splitting that hair as fine as you can. It's just yeah. it, it's just a completely like gross and disgusting situation. Yeah. Well, I think I think it needs to be mentioned too because I think the 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 part of that that stuck out to me was um, the story about him standing outside of her hotel room knocking on the door for hours. For hours, which is just psychotic yeah. behavior. Yeah. And, and when you're saying hours, like, that probably doesn't mean two hours. It probably means, like, three to five hours. But that's, I mean, that's just insane. Yeah. Yes, you're, like, you're a disturbed human being to be doing that. That is, like, if it was, if it was in the United States... In certain states, like if you did that outside someone's door, like they would open the door with a shotgun in your face. Yeah, I um, until this story, like actually, I'm I'm not as knowledgeable about uh, British wrestling, uh, kind of more modern British wrestling, and I'm not like Joshi wrestling, so I was not familiar with Melinda McKenzie, so I had to look her up. And I mean, she's 20, so she's young. She looks so young. Like, there's pictures of her from like a few years back. It's like you can't. You, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, not only does this girl is this girl like underage, she clearly looks underage. Like, you're a fucking pedophile. This good dude's yeah. a fucking pedophile. It's yeah. disturbing. Oh yeah. And I mean, to kind of bring someone I just who's not her. Wow, fuck, dude. Like, what the fuck? No, she's very. She looks very young. I mean, she is. She's twenty, but even. It, everything about it makes That's your skin crawl. That's a young-looking 20. Ugh. Man. Yeah, everything about it makes your skin crawl. And to kind of Can bring we just up... put these people on an island and, like, leave them? <laughs> you, want, you want a battle royal this? And I don't mean... I don't no, mean, don't like, a wrestling battle other. royal. They don't have to kill each other. I just don't want them in society anymore. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think for some of these guys, they're not going to be in wrestling society anymore. Uh, kind of in a similar... Not quite, I don't know if it's quite it's, – it's not quite as bad as Travis in the sense that there's – what we know. I don't think there's, like, abusive behavior. But, I mean, uh, an elite guy or formerly elite guy, Marty Skrull, yeah. there's allegations of him with being with an underage girl, which, again, like, you and I can be completely grossed out by that, as we should be. But uh, age of consent, different in Britain – but he basically put out a statement where it's like, yeah, I like I had a, I had a relationship with an underage girl, but it was consensual. And it's like, that's uh, 
not helping. That's a hell of a statement to make. That basically you're saying like, well, yeah, but what I did was legal, which it's like that might actually technically be true, but it doesn't mean that you're not any more of a scumbag. Because again, I'm sorry, like I don't, I'm not gonna say we. You try to be respective of other cultures, but it's like I'm not gonna be respective of that. It's like Marty no. Skrull. Let me look up how old Marty Skrull is. Marty Skrull, I think, is like at least in his 30s. And it's like, you know what? What the fuck are you doing? He's 31. Okay. What? It's like, dude, you knew better. Yeah, he knows. But you better. decided when you were. Well, I don't care if it's legal. If it's if it's if this is not a defense of him, but if it was like in let's say it was the earlier days of progress and he was twenty four and twenty five, like it wouldn't be great, but that's a little it's 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 a step less creepy than like a thirty year old like with a sixteen year old. Look, I don't know if it's I'm not saying I don't, it's know, if great. It was, I don't know if it's just specifically this one girl that is is being referenced or if it's multiple ones but i had heard rumors that like no, know, i didn't know there were rumors he likes that. girls he likes girls young Ew. Ew. Yeah. Uh, Man, this I is like... this is this whole thing has been like a not i don't want to be um sound like I'm being dramatic or anything, but this is like a psychological scarring kind of a thing to those oh, who yeah. are really into you know the industry. Is... It's just like, you know oh, this, God. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of like when Ace Ventura found out he kissed a man. Like that scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he's in like the, the bath, like in the, he's like burning his clothes and like throwing up and like crying in the shower. This is, that's what this is. Like it's, it's it's just disgusting. Oh no, it it, it really is. It you yeah. just you just feel gross to be a wrestling fan. But so what the thing that I did, I mean, and I know I know it doesn't matter and it's a scumbag thing, but like with a lot of these guys like you know, ring rats are a thing that'll like gladly do whatever the fuck you want. Like why can't that just be Why can't that just be enough? Well, because like, why do you got to go around like why do you got to go around fucking be you know? I, All right. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna th- throw this in there, but it's <clears throat> there was a guy that I knew on the independent circuit. Now, when I knew him, he was married and they had a new little baby around the time I had to hang it up. Then I get word from a friend of mine that says huh guess what that guy i was like yeah he goes yeah he's in jail i said what happened he sends me a link he's in jail for getting a 15 year old pregnant oh jesus in kentucky where everybody knows full well what the age of consent is it is 18 and he's you know, a decade plus older than her. And I'm just kind of sitting there and I'm just, I felt gross having been on the same card as him. Like, it, it, I'm just like, uh, I, I, I kind of had a little involuntary shudder 
whenever I I saw it, and I'm just like, no, oh, 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 God, I am, I am disgusted with myself, and I, I didn't even, I didn't even do anything, you know, so, just, oh, God, I, yeah, and I, I, that's a, that's a particularly the whole like underage thing is just to me it's like so disgusting yeah i mean i'm (laughs) i'm an old guy now but i'm at the point now where it's like if you if i see like maybe like a college-age girl i'm like wow these girls look really young and i would never think like oh that's what i'm interested in because jesus christ and i've i talked about to you guys offline uh one of the most disturbing things i had I can't recall if I heard Dave Meltzer said. I think I read it in the Observer or one of the Observer updates uh, when this was kind of breaking. I don't think I don't think he's even done a complete story. Maybe that's going to be the next Observer covering all this just pretty much awfulness. Uh, but he wrote in there where there's a lot of allegations going on. Obviously, this was like a few days ago, so all the yeah. allegations were entirely fleshed out. But he was talking about how like some of the allegations are about people who. Uh, you know, have being with underage girls, like the Marty Scroll situation, Travis Banks. Yeah. And then he's like, which basically he was saying, like, historically, that was considered a perk of the business in that it was basically like back in the day, I would imagine more like the territory days. It's like, well, you know, I'm not going to, I can't pay you as much to come work here for like a month or so. But, you know, there's a lot of underage groupies. Like, that's, that's, it's like, what a fucking business yeah. this is. If that's like the shit that's going on, yeah. And 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 then you get the um, like and the other. I'm not playing devil's advocate, but we got to throw this in there too. Is there are some who are going to think, you know, oh, I'm so much more mature or anything like that, and want to get involved with someone older. So then suddenly they do, and then the guy finds out. Uh, oh hell! What have I embroiled myself in? If that was even if that's even a thought that went through anybody's head, we don't know. Uh, I mean, good lord! The fact that Joey Ryan was trying to feel someone up who had just picked him up from the airport while they were driving him somewhere—it's like do you not have any impulse control. Like I know Brad disagrees me with me on this, but it's like. Maybe that that gimmick should have been more of a tip-off, right? Um, and maybe I'm being unfair about it because it drew money, you know. And so he, he steered into it because it drew money, but <laughs> it's not a good look, right? It's this is not a this is not pieces that you want you want put together and be like you're a wrestling fan with like that one guy who did the like the first time I saw that spot, I was like, oh, that's funny. And now looking back, I'm just like, I'm, uh. Well, I mean, just again, to go back to Joey Ryan, uh, I think one of the more, more recent stories from like the last day or two, there's, um, there's like a 17 year old, uh, Andy wrestler. Yeah. Roxy. I don't, I'm not familiar with her at all, <clears throat> but he basically, I think I don't know if he was booking the show or maybe I guess maybe he did, but he basically it was some show that they were on. He she basically says he was like flirting with her, and she was in the match with him, 
and I think the implication is clearly like he was booking it so he could do his his shtick where she has to grab his dick and yeah. he has to grab her boobs. Yeah. And I mean that would be I, I I don't know if I was in his position and I was a normal human being and not a disgusting rapist. I would I would be like I'm not going to do that with a with a girl who's I wouldn't feel like comfortable doing with someone who's like under 21. Yeah. Uh, let alone a, a underage girl, but of course, you know the fact that he's like flirting with her outside of the match. It's like, well, there you go. Yeah, it, yeah. it tells you. It it says a lot, don't it? That's a really awful one. That, that there's more to that story because basically, like when she was like legal age, she had to like she's basically put into a position where she had to give him like a ride, either pick him up from the hotel from like a an airport or give him a ride. Yeah, and she didn't want to do it because she felt completely uncomfortable, and it was an awkward car ride. And at one point, he asked for like a piece of gum, and he was like, "You know, in case you want to make out later." And it's like, how disgusting can you be, Joey? Yeah. And he was probably married at the time when he did that too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. There's so. there were some of those stories where. Some I forget I don't know which one it was I don't even know if this was a, a, an industry worker or not but she basically was saying she called him out she's like hey you remember that time you were like trying to hook up with me like two days before your wedding or something like that it was something really like gross yeah, yeah. God I don't know so, what I'm gonna do my soul's starting to shrivel a little bit. So we wanna, do we want to do we want to talk about the cornets now? I was actually going to have the cornets be a little bit later on in the 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 less clear cut section because we had some more like oh okay hardcore do dream? Do you yeah dream? dreams next on my list. So uh, dream is dream is kind of like a long form one because we had that initial complaint that had some evidence, but that got written off because. Someone found some racist posts by um, the original accuser, but then their new accuser popped up for this, and it was yeah. pretty much like the exact same MO, which should be a good lesson to people that discounted the first one, is that um, accusers are imperfect people, and just because someone might have some racist comments out there... Um, maybe have a troubled past that could actually be related to you know yeah what happened that just because that they have a troubled background does not mean that um you can just write them off yeah well and and people people like especially especially people that are underage that are being groomed by someone like velveteen dream have a greater probability of being troubled because they are more vulnerable mm-hmm. to those situations. So actually in the fact of, especially young boys being groomed by, in these situations, like they, the chances of them having some sort of troubled past is probably like, there's probably a greater chance that they do than they don't because they don't have, they might not necessarily have the family support structure, which tends to lead to... <laughs> you know, more juvenile 
issues. Well, yeah, and also, I mean, if some if some adult man is you know giving you so much attention and starting to get inappropriate with you, like a a for the most part, I would imagine a well-adjusted uh, teenager would just be like, "Ew, you're gross! Like, fuck off." Yeah. Uh, but someone who is more troubled, it's like they don't. If they come from a broken family, there there's some sort of issue going on. They're prob they're probably more likely to else. just want. Yeah, they're probably more likely to want that attention because they're just starved for attention. They're starved for bad, bad attention. Better than no attention. Exactly. Yeah, I think also like. I, I wasn't aware of actually um, the accuser being accused of, of uh, racist stuff. I wasn't aware of that. All I know is like I do remember him at the time uh, using the old trick of "Oh, I was hacked," which is yeah. That's that's a lot of people have been hacked apparently, but um, I know I remember like nothing really came of it. So they because someone found like they because they. I think what happened there is people just wanted to write it off as quickly as possible, so they looked for the first um, convenient mm-hmm. excuse to sweep it under the rug, and then it just—it really just poof went away. And then this person seemed to have the same accusations, like same mo, and they had even more like evidence on their side than previous. Yeah. Um, a- accusation. The previous accuser did. So. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm not sure if he's going to keep his job or not. I I will say like <clears throat> beyond um beyond these accusations which I think is going to be about the end of it for him. I think his stock as a talent has really dropped in the last 10 months since there, they went some, to USA Network. Some folks have been saying that it since he came back from his injury he hasn't been the same. Something like no, that. Um he really, they've kind of ruined his specialness with that, with the two-hour format and being more like WWE with the NXT pre- presentation. Oh, okay. Like, his feud with Undisputed Era, I think, has really diminished him a lot, so. Well, I mean, at this point, with this stuff out there, I think. I think he's done. Yeah, we can, I think we could pretty well write this off. Um, I mean, and it's a shame because I don't, I can say, I think, without it being a big thing, that, you know, I enjoyed his ring work, but now it's, you know, uh, it's like, well, that, that's that's pretty well done, right? Like, we're yeah. out the window on that. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll say it's, like, sad in the abstract, because he's a guy who had or has a lot of talent. But, I mean, if this is what he's about, you know, fuck him. Yeah, you're sure d- done. Sorry, yeah. you're a cautionary tale now. Fuck off. Yeah. It's... <coughs> like we've said so many times, uh, the the thought process is so alien about how you think that this is acceptable behavior. That I, I just I can't get it. Like I don't understand it at all. There, just just to to go to just a, a a microcosm of it. Guys that send dick pics, I don't understand. I don't understand what they think that's that's going to accomplish. 
because I don't, I don't, I would be shocked if it was. I, I don't think that's going to go anywhere, right? Like, it's, what what do you think's going to happen here? But there it is; it keeps happening. Um, and so I'm kind of left, like, I I can't comprehend a lot of these thought processes, and maybe that's because I'm a quasi well-adjusted individual. Well, I think, though, if you're WWE, you need to cut your ties with him, even if you can't figure out if there's truthfulness to it or not, because yeah. I really think from here on out for a while, you're going to have one of these like accusations pop up every couple of months, like clockwork. And that's probably more than anything why he's done. Because yeah. if, I'm, if I'm the WWE, why am I going to invest too much in giving you a push? And having you be a feature person, if you're literally at any moment, like a scandal could break. Right. Like, I, I'm yeah. not gonna. Uh, that's to me. That's almost even worse than if you're injury prone. Like you can be protected in a sense too. Yeah. To avoid injuries. And and the other thing, like if you're WWE, like you've been lucky to this point, but one of those will hit. Will hit like. Will come across someone's desk, and suddenly you're gonna see that on like you know, mainstream news outlets. Mm-hmm. They've been really lucky with how they've skated on a lot of this sort of stuff in the past. Well, actually, you know, I've noticed though with them that uh, out of all these stories, you're really not seeing anything about the WWE backstage in the last, I don't know, eight or nine years. Right. So I'm kind of wondering, I think they probably they've made their backstage a lot more corporate so i'm wondering if like they've curtailed this in their like backstage culture because the guys that are getting popped are getting popped for like pre-wwe so either wwe's keeping a really good handle on it or they're they've they've managed to do an okay job of making their backstage culture better well i don't know if this has anything to do with anything but it does seem that in the last like few years that they are that I know I don't think it's right to say they encourage like relationships amongst people inside uh, the company, but they certainly don't seem like they're trying to to end those relationships. Right. Like if two people start, if the female workers and the male workers start, you know, uh, dating then they seem to be okay with that now to the point where they even will move people to its respective brands. Cause that was one of the things like, uh, like, so they didn't want to break up Selena Vega and, um, Alistair black because they're, they're married in real life. So they have to be on the same brand. Yeah. Like Charlotte, Charlotte flair <laughs> is engaged to Andrade. They want to have them on the same brand. Like maybe, right. maybe kind of being, I don't. I mean, I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but I think if you're fostering an environment where you are not necessarily encouraging, but you're definitely accepting of that, then that obviously can well, if can you're probably if you're, keep things happy, people. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's also I, I imagine like you would hope that most people are just not like scumbags, so they're not. The reason they don't there's no stories is because they're just not engaging in that behavior. Well. Two, uh, you, you bring up two things. One, 
it may be this if they've come finally come to the conclusion if you're traveling with your spouse you're less likely to get in trouble and two maybe they're having and and this i admit this might be just a long shot but maybe some of the reasons that there are some people they haven't hired that people are confused by is that they're being a little more conscious of their their screening on who they're bringing in and who they're not. Well, no, that, I think maybe. That's, that's that's why they didn't hire Tessa Blanchard because she's a headache. Like, right. I think they um I think they I think they I think they are a little more avoidant of bad personality types. So I uh, friend of the show. Uh, a, a former guest of the show, Christy yeah. Petrillo, has some stories about that. We he went. I I was there in um uh, in Dallas uh, for Mania. I was at thirty two. Uh, uh, and funny. I didn't I didn't observe this, but there was a there was kind of like a dressing down that Tessa Blanchard got from Victoria for kind of her attitude, and that was you know that was like four years ago. Wow. And Tessa has improved a lot as a worker i don't know if the attitude has improved i don't think so probably well you remember the tweet she put out a while back about you know the women need to support each other and then all the stuff broke loose about it's like oh you're saying we need to support each other now after xyz i can't even remember all of it mm-hmm. and it's kind of like well that's uh you better watch you know because we're um, people in glass houses and all that kind of stuff. It, it seems like that's happening more. Is people are, are well being called out for that kind of behavior? So maybe it doesn't pick up as much uh, steam as it did. So do so do we want to get into like I guess what we would call the the more gray there's a couple of gray area ones I think where people have defended themselves and it's kind of more of a did we hey, want to drop uh, uh Lagana in this eh, we can we can talk about it real quick he got accused um he released like what I would say his side of the story and uh, I don't really believe him I believe he has a history of this as far as what I was reading so um it's a weird story but this story has pretty well put an end to nwa power i think it has they released yeah i heard they released all the talent until january or i read that somewhere but i was like confused it's like well why would why, why would like six months from now they're gonna pick up unless they're i mean I guess that would make sense if, like, you have a long-term contract or, like, you can just do whatever you want to for the next six months, and then and hopefully in January we can resume. You yeah. heard of that? Have you guys seen that? Uh, I saw it, but I, I hadn't seen the uh, the time frame on it. Um, the, the thing that I was in the understanding of was that NWA Power was basically edited by two people, and Laganum was one of them. So... It, I understand, from what I understand, like, it was very much his baby. Like, he, he was, like... The booking was is basically all him. Yeah. Uh, I on that uh, that observer group that I'm part of. Uh, there's a guy on there who apparently knew Lagana from like college. They went to college together. Uh-huh. And his story, his impression was basically like he kind of believed the stuff about Lagana because he said Lagana. 
I don't know that there was anything where he, you know, like uh, molested or assaulted anyone, but Lagana was, I guess, prone to kind of odd behavior that uh-huh. made him think that this there was some validity or a lot of validity to the story. So gotcha. Take that for what you will. If sometimes you get a vibe from people. Yeah. Yeah. We already know that. Um, speaking of power, we already know that Ricky Starks is with AEW now. Yep. Yeah. He just debuted last week. Um, and I actually, on a completely separate subject from this awful <laughs> focus of yeah. the show, uh, he, I think, is a great hire for them. I think he, mm-hmm. he has potential to be a huge star. If they, if anyone else could like be hired by them, especially since AEW has a very limited uh, female roster, uh, several of their stars have been injured and with long-term injuries. I would totally get Thunder Rosa. I would. They should. Um, I bet that's going to happen. Well, I'm she. Just, um, I'm she apparently is trying to start her own all-female promotion in Texas. Yeah, which I saw I'd, that. Good, good luck with she, that in the current climate. Well, I mean, I think she's an incredibly talented worker. I think she actually has a lot too. of charisma. Yeah, I think she, if she could get hired by AEW. Like I, that would be a tremendous steal. I feel she like I be, think she could. Mm-hmm. She would be an, a massive upgrade to like I think all but like the top four-ish women on their roster. Yeah, I agree, and I think she could. I think she could easily get very, very over with them. Yeah. The um. <laughs> By the way, good job, Tony Khan, on avoiding some of the hires. With what's come out of all this, right? Because <laughs> yeah, he very intentionally they, uh, dodged some of these people. So I think there's, I think though, with any of these things, we had some, um, we had some what I would say some accusations that were back and forth um, that are very gray area. So I wanted to start with the cornets because that one seems like it was probably. I would say, I would say at the worst, it seems like things were going on that Jim Cornette had no idea about, but I would say that those accusations are probably false. So that one was um, they were accusing like, it was kind of pay to play with OVW and that area that you pretty much had to perform sex acts on his wife um, because they have they have they have an interesting sex life, I would say, that I'm not going to really dig into too much. But he gave <laughs> well, defense. Well, I, I want to I mention it. It's not – he described it as swinging. Uh, he also described it as an open relationship. He pretty it's, much said that they, they, they fuck around and they don't have to like – the other person doesn't necessarily always know and that's fine. And It didn't sound like swinging to me. It sounded like just – cuckoldry but in the original accusation yes yeah Um, i mean i'm sure i'm sure that that's i'm sure that i'm sure that plays into it and i i know he's i know he's vaguely said stuff before that makes me believe he's like into that into like the um, bdsm lifestyle which wouldn't shock me yeah um the the first there was a Twitter account that made the accus- the accusation about this. On and behalf then, of someone else. On behalf of someone else. 
And then there was another name that was said to back it up, but nobody knew who the uh, nobody knew exactly uh, who the guy was. was. If if I understand correctly, it was it was OVW Body Guy was supposedly the name, but nobody was sure who OVW Body Guy was. I thought people kind of people were talking like they knew who that was, but I didn't know. There was another name that I can't remember right Mike now. Mike Braddock. Yeah, Braddock. Name. He's he's Braddock legit. Backed it. But um, there were a bunch of like it was just Braddock and um, whoever OVW Body Guy was. Yeah. And so there was a lot of question about that. And then, uh, I, and I think Meltzer, yeah, Meltzer made a good point, which was pretty much that he wasn't totally doubting it, but he said, like, as much as Jim Cornette's pissed people off that if this was indeed true, like, someone would have outed him before because, um, because of, um, just because he's not popular, so someone would have, like, already put him on blast for this yeah and which i think was a good point and really kind of altered my my opinion on it yeah melcher said that it sounded fishy from the get-go um on the last observer radio but he's not talking about this much on observer radio um because he said he's going to put it all in the newsletter so matt i guess you're going to have to decide whether or not you're going to subject yourself to reading all that yeah. Um I think I think like I think there could be a conceivable scenario where his wife's pulled some shit like flirting with people behind his back and he really doesn't know about it, but I that's that's purely like a hypothetical situation. I'm not saying that that's happened. Well, there was um there was there was some stuff that came up that that kind of blew some holes in the accusation if I understand them correctly. I, I need to preface it with that because I might not. I might be wrong and if I'm wrong then I apologize. Um, I don't mean to be telling tales out of school but part of it was in the time frame when this accusation took place either Corny didn't work in Ohio Valley or he didn't have any power there or something like that. But see, now, I, the one thing I will say with that, though, is I believe some of it had to do with athletic commissioners and having pull with them. But I also think, though, even Jim Cornette can say he has no stake in OVW, but Jim Cornette can also still make a phone call to OVW and probably still get someone in or out just on right. his word. So I so, I think there that's legitimate to say he had no power there, but just because he's not involved does not mean that he that there isn't legitimate things like they couldn't they could make that threat and it be legitimate still even if he's not involved because just okay. because he's not involved doesn't mean that he doesn't have sway is all I'm saying. But that's, that's okay. That's, not, that's fair. Yeah. The other thing that happened is that in the time frame in question, um, the Kentucky Boxing Wrestling Authority got disbanded. There was a, a tiff with the governor at the time, and so the governor uh, disbanded the authority and then created the commission of new people. And so 
that would mean that someone who got put onto it would have had to have been this person in question. Like, you know, it's a coin flip. Was someone who was just put on this new uh, new commission, you know, already in, you know, was this was this a friend of his, or was this person a, uh, you know, or, or was this banking on someone he was friends with that just got taken off of it? I, I don't know. I know that they got the commission or the authority got blamed for there not being like televised, you know, big company events in Kentucky for a long time. Like the last run was a run of um, impact house shows when AJ was still there and they wouldn't do it because um, the authority had said, you can't bleed in a match in Kentucky. If if there you're having a match and someone starts bleeding, the match stops immediately. The person bleeding goes to the back and the match ends. And That's in the end. that was because of Ian Rotten, right? Yeah, that was because Ian Rotten ran. I think it was some IWA show, um, and they sent a tape to the authority that had, you know, it, they were doing light tubes and barbed wire and just. All that stuff, and so that's why that rule got handed down. And so there were a bunch of, you know, and, and so the a bunch of the companies were like, well, we're not going to Kentucky then because we're not operating under those rules. Um, those are, frankly, those are, are rather onerous, and we're not doing that. And so it was like the governor at the time who was – uh, kind of a loon, to be honest. Um, he was like, well, you know, you all need to change his position. And they basically told him to piss off. So he told them to go find other jobs and built a new one. Now, how likely is it, <laughs> Cornette being who he is, well, the wrestling world's small, so that's not a fair thing to say, but that, that Cornette's buddies was someone who was appointed by a Republican governor to this new uh, to this new body out of nowhere. Um, maybe, but then also maybe not. It doesn't exactly smell right. So there, there's a bunch of holes to be poked in this. Um, the only thing that I haven't heard really addressed was the Brad Maddox stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know how, how that plays out, but uh, I, I would say I would say personally I don't feel it passes the smell test, so I'm comfortable saying I don't believe it currently. Yeah, it's just not like you said; it doesn't pass the smell test, so it's just not. I, I, I I'm on more on the side of not than being on board and then the other the other i guess the big name one was the matt riddle one and that one's got that one's very muddy because i think she's made a plausible accusation or believe a credible accusation but i believe he's made a plausible response uh response so that one's kind of in the i i look at the i look at both sides of that one and i just kind of throw my hands up and go like I don't know 
the fact that Riddle told WWE about it when he got hired kind of leads me to believe, like, our earlier postulation, if that's even an actual word, but our, our early theory that they're being more um, uh, intense with their screenings, um, that then... <coughs> If they were, if he was to tell them that, they might say, eh, "Sorry, dude, that's more baggage than we want to put up with." <clears throat> but then, if they were like, "Okay," and I think there were statements from his, you know, his, his attorney has made statements and stuff like that. It might be that it, they were like, "You know what? This is uh, you're credible enough on this that that you know we're gonna we're gonna keep you on and." If this comes up, then we'll deal with it. Um, yeah, it was hilarious on Friday because his lawyer was trying to like print a statement out and he put it on like the <laughs> label or and what, yeah, what was the other one? And and people were like, I had to explain to more than one person because I deal with this and I'm just like, I'm like, if you need a lawyer to understand <clears throat> technology, like it's not going to happen. Like they're most, like most of the ones I deal with are imbeciles when it comes to technology. So it doesn't surprise me. He printed them on the labels. Yeah. The, I think the claim was that he was trying to look for something high contrast. So it would show up and that was the best he had. And I'm just, okay, dude, that's just not doing any favors here. Yeah. This, uh, the riddle one is a very tricky one because it's, it really just boils down to, he said, she said, there's, it's just her word. There's not much hard evidence beyond that. So it's like you have to weigh, like, kind of weigh how credible her accusation is versus what we might know of his character. Is it believable that this is not true? It's it's really tricky. I kind of he's not mm-hmm. he's not doing what I would say. Like I. Like the Lagana one, or like what David Starr said, like in his responses, that that's not Weasley. Like it's it feels pretty straightforward and like honest. Which I mean, on you know, it could be an act. He could just be he could just be selling a better a better product as far as his apology, but or his defense of himself. But his um his statements feel more genuine than like. David Starr, Dave Lagana. I, I, I do. Yeah, I agree with you. I kind of want to. I do want to make one point about this because it's something that, in, in again, in like an abstract concept, kind of bothers me just with all of this. Uh, and I'm approaching this kind of maybe part of the, the reason why I feel this way is because, like I've mentioned before, like I have, I come from a legal background, so I look at these things maybe through like that lens. Because uh, it's one thing to just be like a layperson and be like, "Oh my God, an accusation!" But to me, I'm thinking, especially think accusations of this nature. I'm thinking like, does this meet the criteria of essentially like a crime? Like obviously, like some of these things, like if they did happen, then I'm sure they 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 would. Some of these would be criminal acts. They're certainly all immoral acts to one degree or another. But yeah. I'm thinking more of that way. And because I'm thinking that way, I'm also thinking like due process issues because i think again in the abstract it kind of appalls me it's like you could throw out accusations and that could potentially is like 
you know, the end of these guys' careers. Now, some of these, like, obviously they're more believable than not. I mean, with, when you have Joey Ryan, who's had 16-plus people make accusations, it's like, okay, well, that much... You know the old expression like where there's smoke, there's fire. Like there's yeah. that's like a forest fire burning. Uh, other people like the riddle thing. It's just it's an accusation. He said, she said. Uh, I'm not. I agree with Brad. Actually, I think that the accusation is very specific. So that to me kind of lends it to, to being believable or potentially believable. Uh, it just there is like that that kind of thing where it's like well it's these guys some of them they do have the right to defend themselves even if it's just making a statement and some of the stuff that i was seeing online about the riddle stuff throughout the accusations like he defended himself and part of that was saying like these are not this isn't true he's making accusations about the woman basically saying like this woman had been harassing him for some time and he, that's it and people were like oh you're like victim shaming this is how you're like going to respond you're going to like attack and it's like if whether he's true or so let's let's give him like the benefit of the doubt let's assume it's true like he's allowed to defend himself he's allowed to be like no this is not right at all the person's making this up yeah and that's that's how like it should be like he is allowed to defend himself Versus just the accusation taken at complete face value. Right. Well, and the dumb thing about saying that is if if he it like like you're saying that like he's victim shaming, but what if he's telling the truth and she's mm-hmm. lying? So then he's actually the victim, and you're shaming him. You know what I mean? Like there's that is yeah. that stupid twitter logic that just is circular and nonsensical yeah and that's what kind of bothers me with some of these because it's like the accusation is meant to be proof in and of itself it's like well no that's not that's not actually how it is and that's not how real life works right obviously in some situations for example the joey ryan one when there's like 16 allegations you're pretty safe to say, like, okay, yeah, we don't know if these all, these allegations are legit because we don't necessarily have proof beyond what some people are saying. But when it's 16 people, like, come on. Yeah. The likelihood that they're all making it up, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Specific, like, allegations, if, there, if it's a more specific allegation, obviously. There's some allegations some people we don't have to really go into, but some of them it's like – we were talking about one in particular uh, earlier before, but it's like if you – parse it down it's like ah, eh, this is like so open to interpretation whether this was misconduct at least like sexually like sexual misconduct yeah i think like i don't know that they deserve to be lumped in with all these people who some of them have committed like almost certainly legit crimes yeah, yeah. i this is a this is a non this is not that example this is a different example like uh Two people who were caught up in this, at least in that list that was going around, was Will Ospreay and his girlfriend B. Priestley. And yeah. they were thrown in there because it's like, well, they blacklisted a girl who accused a friend of theirs. Yeah. Which, the now, if, if, if we're going to assume that that's true, that that's a really shitty thing that they did, it's not the same as a Joey Ryan who committed sexual assault, perhaps, right. like, dozens Repeatedly. of times. Yes. But 
that accusation specifically, it's like you have to for to really like hold them accountable and as just just horrible, awful human beings. You have to absolutely uh, 100% believe not only did this the, the rape occur, and I'm not saying it didn't, but you have to assume that not only did it occur, but that they knew it occurred and that the person that the, their friend did it, and yeah. that they're trying to essentially like you know hide a crime. But it's, I don't know. I'm not willing to go out on that limb. It's like if if you have a good friend and you it's there's an allegation like oh, that he assaulted me he raped me you might be like i can't believe this like and i don't believe it i that's yeah. not that's not my friend i don't believe he did this and if you're yeah, in the yeah. context of them you might be if you're if this is a girl who's making this allegation who's working in the same company as you you might be like look man i don't believe her no offense to her i don't believe her she made an accusation against my friend i don't feel i don't really feel comfortable continuing to work in this promotion with her and then, of course, like if you're a bigger star, like Will Ospreay and Pete Priestley are, maybe the promoter's going to be like, you know what? Okay, I just won't hire her anymore. And I don't know, maybe, but maybe the guy did it. It's just from but their perspective, they might honestly and genuinely believe that their friend is innocent, and so it's not many, malicious intent on their part. Look at how many like horrible criminals, though, like have. A loving family that's with them and they're like well we had no idea and people are like well how could you not know i mean you don't that's the thing with the will osprey thing is um his his behavior could be his behavior i don't think is good and i think it's worth like talking about but like he's not necessarily he's not old is he he's only like mid-20s yeah will osprey? So. yeah oh he's pretty young so i mean they're like i'm not excusing the behavior but i also see the potential just that he naive he naively is looking at the best in his friend and he's overlooking a crime agree that happens yeah yeah i mean this is his buddy and he doesn't want to believe that of his buddy and so he's going to go to defend his friend and part of the reason the betrayal hurts is because you don't expect it but what you're gonna. We're it's pushing water uphill to say, oh well, you need to immediately believe this person who just accused you know this close friend of yours. When you're like, ah, uh, yeah, this doesn't seem. You're that's a big big ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing about this that really bothers me, the this this whole thing that bothers me a lot is I really, really do not like stuff being settled in the court of public opinion. Um, yeah, I'm the same. I mean, it's here, here, I can sum it up real easily. I saw Lizzie Borden speaking with the devil. And here we go, right? And I, it's not like I think people are going to be burned at the stake for it, but it's real easy to see how things go that, that way real fast. And um, well, that's yeah. I mean, as a as a cultural issue, especially right now, like that's a really big thing. Like cancel culture is like really prevalent now. Yeah. And some really of it dumb things, too. Yeah. And some of it's just some of it's really disturbing. And the problem is that it's it's getting to the, to the point where it's like if you are just a nobody, a nobody, like you're not a famous person and you say the wrong thing to someone and they record it on video and they post it 
and let's say they have like you know maybe they I don't know they're an influencer or something and they have like a hundred thousand followers on Twitter or Instagram or something like that they they I mean this there have been instances of this like they can post your photo or they can post a little video of you and all of a sudden there are thousands of people who are angrily like calling for your head or calling your employer and getting you fired and ruining your life all because you had like a bad moment yeah or but some of that some of that though my problem where where i think that's really obscene is when they dig through someone's like internet history and find something from like 10 or 12 years ago and try to hold a person accountable in in the current year for something they did when they were 13 years old that happened and it's like that happened recently um what happened to it happened to that guy it happened to that guy that that had that that did the GoFundMe for his beer money they did that's exactly that's exactly what i'm thinking of it was um this guy named carson king he's like early 20s uh he he did a uh, it was as, as a joke he did a GoFundMe for like asking for beer money yeah um because he he's a college football fan this was i believe in iowa yeah, it's it like was. a college college football fan, and then people just like ran with a joke and started <laughs> donating thousands of dollars, and then it became such a viral thing that the donations started to get up to a million dollars. And the guy, to his credit, like he seemed like a pretty decent guy. Once it started getting high, like I mean, I, I'm sure he was asking for like you know twenty bucks for beer money or something stupid like that. Once it started getting ridiculously high, he's like. You know what? Like, I it would be completely irresponsible for me to take this money. What we're gonna, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna donate all this money to like a local children's hospital. I think it was specifically yeah. a children's hospital. And so then, like the the local, the big Iowa paper, yeah, it was, it was the, that situation. I think it was Des Moines Register. Yeah, started digging through like tweets he did as a teenager, like years ago. And I think specifically, it was like an off-color. Maybe it was a racially insensitive joke or like a homophobic joke, but it wasn't even something that he came up with. He was just quoting, I think, a Daniel Tosh joke, like verbatim. Yeah. And they tried to get the guy. They tried to cancel the, the the fucking paper. Tried to cancel him. Didn't they? Didn't they end up going through that journalist stuff and finding stuff he had said too, like his retribution? They did, and that guy actually got fired. Yeah. So it was a weird situation where cancel culture like got turned back on the person trying to do the canceling. Uh, and the guy, like, too, the 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 guy Carson King, he was he was the bigger man. He was like, you know what, I take responsibility, but I was, you know, I was younger and I was stupid, and I don't hold those beliefs now. But I own up to what I did, and the, he was still able to make the donation, which was like I think over a million dollars. Yeah, I think you're uh, right. This. I wanted to make this larger point about cancel culture just because I find it, I actually find it really disturbing just as what's what's going on with our culture now. And actually me saying this could get me canceled. (laughs) But I I think it's really, it can lead you down a dark path. Uh, I don't know if you are familiar with Elizabeth Brunig. She's a political reporter. She used to work for the Washington Post. I think she works now for New York Times. Yeah, I think I know who she is. Yeah, she um, she she sent out a tweet the other day, which I actually it really resonated to me. She said, "There's just something unsustainable about an environment that demands constant atonement, but actively disdains the very idea of forgiveness." And that's something that really 
that kind of sums up my problems with with cancel culture just in general. It's like you yeah. constantly, it's like trying to police what people are saying, and they're obviously we want to live in a society where we're not saying offensive things or hurtful things to people, not engaging in harassment or bullying. So, I mean, I'm not saying it should just be like the wild West where people are just free for all saying everything, although that is free speech. Um, But if people do say that, then it, it should be a situation where they can ask for forgiveness, apologize (coughs) and atone and that's not really where we're at right now. Like, it doesn't seem to be that way, and I don't think long term that's sustainable. All that, and, and I think mm-hmm. it, it really, um, where I think it's unsustainable is there's no, you don't change people by destroying their life. Like that just makes them double down. Because we we talked about this during the Hana Kimura thing. Um, those of us from the early online generation, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, so we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about where I came of age on the internet is probably like 1998 to like 2001 were my formative years on the internet. Yeah. And I think, I think almost, I would say if you were on the internet in that era and you posted anything, I'm going to say 99.9% of us probably have something on some message board that no longer exists that today would probably be construed as homophobic when we were teenagers. And I would say, I would say, I would say almost everyone on the internet in that era is probably guilty of that. So, but you grow up, you, you meet like, you meet someone, you meet, you know, you, you, you maybe have some gay coworkers and then you're like, Oh, um, Hey, that shit I said when I was 18, you know, that really isn't cool because there's, there, there is now a real face in my life, and that person's cool, and I would not want, I wouldn't want that person to feel bad over something I said. Yeah. Even if you know, even if like I didn't mean anything bad by it now, but like, oh, okay, I get it, and you know what? So then, so then you 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 go through that journey, and then if you saw things you wrote like now as like someone that's 40 and you saw something you wrote when you're 18, you would think it was cringe as fuck, but uh, yeah. you, you grew as a person. You, you, you experienced more of the world. Like you, you saw more, you gained wisdom. And, and I think that's, that's the problem I have with, with some of it is these people, a lot of these people act like they never said anything offensive in their youth. Like they never, they were never being an edgy teenager and that they're perfect. Like, no, you're not like we all, we all have stupid bigoted shit. We said, because you know, when you're, when you're 16, you don't, you don't fucking get it. Like you're, you're 16. You're, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, and this is as someone whose niece just turned 18. Like it, and you're in trying to guide them in like interacting with people like you know there's a lot you have you know there's um it's hard to show someone especially like younger because i don't think you realize it as much but you know guiding people with like a loving hand in life like i think is a skill you develop um the older you get and I think that's where cancel culture really goes wrong. Like, if someone's behaving in a way you don't like, 
you need to, why don't you just take him aside and be like, hey, you know, you know, that wasn't cool, but this is why, like, hey, you know, why don't you, why don't you come and do this, you know, do this or that, like, actually, I had a friend on Facebook that made a great post, like, during the whole, um, the, the protesting a couple weeks ago, which was, hey, you know, instead of, like, throwing empty slogans around on social media. Why don't you look at your friends list? Like, do they all look like you? Like, why don't you, or do they all look like you? Do they all think like you? Why don't you do something productive? Why don't you go, go out into the world and make some friends with people that don't look like you or don't think like you, like broaden your horizons. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, I think that's good advice, but like, that's my problem with like where the cancel culture thing's going. Like, you shouldn't is this assumption that someone doesn't change in like five to ten years like if you showed me something i tweeted five years ago i i you could probably doctor it and i'd be like oh i said that like i don't remember that but i guess if you're putting on a piece of paper i must have like i don't remember i couldn't tell you what i tweeted five years ago yeah yeah i i think you make uh you make some great points especially on two two things i want to mention like, I think using, for example, like uh, the LGBTQ community, that's a great example about how back in the day, people thought one way, but now their attitudes have changed. I was I just looked up some statistics in around like 2008, which is <laughs> 12 years ago. I mean, that's almost nothing. Yeah. 55% of Americans based upon a New York Times. Well, I think this is a New York Times poll. It's a, I think it's Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac poll, uh, 55% oppose same-sex marriage, 36% in favor. Uh, fast forward to today, uh, June 2020 Gallup poll, 67% of Americans support same-sex marriage, 31% opposed. Like that's that's almost like a 20-point swing. Uh, what happened? Basically, people people started realizing. You know, they're friends. They have friends who are gay. They have coworkers. They have family members, and they got to see like, well, actually, these people are just like me. Like, there's no reason why we, they should be denied civil right, this you know, human right. And they, those attitudes changed. But if you're, if you take those like sixty something percent of people, well, almost sixty percent of people who are opposed to it, it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to cancel all those for having wrong think back in the day? This, that was the attitude. And then yeah. once people got educated and actually got to, to see, like, oh, they empathize with people. They realize that there's nothing strange or different or weird or negative about being part of the LGBTQ community and wanting to marry who you want to marry. Then attitudes started to shift. Uh, and I agree, like, just just going hard in the paint, like, you're, you're canceled, you're done. There's no atonement for you. Like, that doesn't work. We talked about this like a year or more ago when we were talking about the Hulk Hogan situation where they brought him yeah. back and then they had him talk to the locker room. <laughs> and that was, that was unique because he gave an apology, but it was one of those apologies where it didn't seem like it was an apology. A Hulk Hogan apology. <laughs> yeah. It was it, one of those classic, like, well, I'm sorry you were offended type of things. Not like I am, yeah. I'm, I really want to atone for what I did, but 
we were talking at that time, I remember because we had this whole conversation about it. It's like you you can't just be like I guess you can, but it's not productive. You can be you can't just be like, Oh, you're done, like that's it. You, you the goal should be you want to change people and ha- having a way that they can kind of come back and and improve as human beings like that's the way to go like if if you know in hulk hogan's case if he was like you know what i really hurt a lot of people and i I, that appalls me that's what you want you don't want if you just be like no you're done then people who people will eventually be like you know what you're gonna fuck you then i'm not gonna change because you're not gonna accept me changing well and and the other problem i have with it is just like living like I know some guys that, you know, dipped, like, got really burned in, like, a marriage or in a relationship where they really just got terrorized or really hurt bad. And, you know, they dipped into some really misogynistic views for a couple of years because, you know, as a reaction to that. But then, you know, they moved on with their life and they kind of came out of it. But I would, I would hate for one of those people to be judged for a short phase in their life that was a reaction to something bad that happened to them. Where they were dealing with significant emotional trauma and being irrational in that time period. Gee, who'd have thunk, right? Well, yeah, but it's like, but you're removing, but that's the problem I have with a lot of this stuff is like, there's no context to it. Like, so, so like, what if, like, what if, what if like you got, like, of any race, let's say, like, a bunch of guys from a different race, like, jumped you and beat you severely and put you in the hospital. And let's say you, you dipped into racism for a little while. Like, is it right? No. Is it probably a natural reaction to a super traumatic experience? Mm, probably. Like, uh, you know, it's just things happen to people that suck. Yeah. And in demanding... It's you're demanding everybody wants to. You want everybody to behave the same way you do, and uh, it, it it's that that can't happen. We can't do that. It, it's and, and especially like growing up in the internet age, like it is really easy if you don't have guidance or like an early like grounded foundation in life to get led astray by messages you come across on the internet Mm -hmm. in any sort of direction. And um, sometimes you grow out of that stuff. Yeah, sometimes you do. Oh, shit. Who's that guy that was on? Oh, my God. I want to look at his name because it it really fits this conversation. He was just on Joe Rogan. That guy that um, was helping all those guys get out of the KKK. What was his name? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Daryl Davis. Okay. Daryl Davis. Davis. If Daryl Davis was canceling those guys, he couldn't have made their views on the world better. Yeah. Which is really great. If um if you ha if you're listening to this, go watch um his stuff on Joe Rogan. He's a super interesting <laughs> guy and his experiences are are um are super interesting. I highly recommend that one. But yeah, so this guy, uh, Daryl Davis was helping all these guys get out of the KKK. Like, do you think he did that by canceling them or by educating them? Yeah. It's 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 a new form of tribalism, weaponizing public shame. And so 
it's not doing anything except making rifts between people worse. Mm-hmm. That's that that's what it boils down to. We're people online are dehumanizing each other so much that there's there's a there's no going back. There's no there's no I can change or let's figure out you know why is it this guy is the way he is. It's just like no, nah, he's he's a piece of human garbage, and you know screw him. You know we're done with him forever. It's like you know we we you could you could try and talk to him and say hey look man I, th- I think you're really off base here um but we're not getting any of that it's you disagree with me you are less than and now you deserve to be punished for it yeah but and that makes my too, skin I don't, crawl a lot of times too though they hate someone for something someone told them they said and it's not something they actually ever said yeah that, that, but, like, this is also why I don't like social media anymore, just because no one... There's really... It's just, like, you have people on the right and the left in their own little echo chambers kind of schoolgirl gossiping with each yeah, other. I was going to say, scream, we're, we're in middle school. Yeah, and then but then they scream past each other, and it's just... It's just, like... Um, I mean, the only thing we can do on Twitter right now is come together and troll Rick, Rick Wilson. I mean, that's all we can do. <laughs> all of um, much. all of this said, this, I mean, I kind of wanted to get this off my chest about just cancel culture in general, just because I don't. It's been, I, I, don't, I agree with you because um, yeah. social media has been obnoxious the last, like, since COVID started. Yeah, I don't think it's really helping things. I don't think it's making society better i think it's only heightening some of these problems um that said my our, our, our little discussion on cancel culture uh in aside I, I think there was an important thing to say just i know i wanted to get off my chest but i know that's not in the in the, this particular case with this story it's not exactly a perfect analogy because we're not just dealing with with people who have said uh a wrong thing or made an off-color joke Per se, we're talking about people who have committed sexual assault. But yeah, no, there's there, those people are right. Yeah, getting these people now, are getting canceled and rightfully so. And they don't. I think we can agree. Like some of these people, like they don't deserve to, at all, be but, associated with the now, the wrestling the, industry. But I, going forward, I do think people. I do think people need to realize though, and they need to be wary of people that are going that the opportunists that are going to come in and weaponize this to go after people that they have beef with yeah i think there is a potential for that yeah and i think i think there's a couple that have flown out there that have been this but i i i think people need to i think people need to just just if it looks wrong maybe move on how hard is it just just don't say anything. Just, just let it. Just be quiet and see how it shakes out. Now, the interesting thing is that our discussion actually does feed into the last person we were going to talk about in the growth and change aspect, and that's what happened uh, with Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Well, he, but uh, but see, what I liked about that situation is it sounds like he and Sasha Banks talked about it and 
And this also seems like, I don't remember the guy and the owner of GCW did the same thing. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, so that one... Yeah, go ahead, Brad. I... Uh, I yeah. So that one, they, there was, um... I don't. I can never remember the GCW owner's name. They there was a video of him like rapping with homophobic and racist language, and this guy had a problem with it. And AJ Gray hooks them up, and they talked about it. And then that guy's like, "Okay, I'm cool." Like uh, he he fessed up to it. Like I I wasn't trying to do you know cause him harm or anything. I just wanted to know, and they moved on. Right. Well, and they uh, talked about it like adults and human beings, and wow. No, nothing bad happened and that sounds like what sasha and and sammy did and sammy owned up to it and he's like look you know it was a stupid thing i said yeah um sammy said i should not have done that and i'm you know i apologize for that and put out a statement that didn't didn't try and tiptoe around it he said no i shouldn't have that's not the thing that ought to happen and I mean, I, my defense of Sammy, though, was like, he probably did, does see that and he's like, oh, God, why did I say that? But, you know, my first reaction to that was like a college age guy saying something gross and offensive. Like, wow, I'm I'm shocked. Yeah. And I mean, people were there was commentary where it's like, oh, well, we shouldn't continue to kind of downplay or give a pass to that kind of. Uh, frack eye type of mentality or joking, which I can appreciate that. I, I think that I think there's definitely something to that. Um, but I think it does to kind of what we're speaking to. It goes to like an immaturity thing, and I highly doubt that. He, I mean, apparently this was a, from a podcast he did in like 2016. Yeah. So it's like I doubt he even remembers he said that, which doesn't excuse well, it. But it's also like I, it's not. I don't think it's something that he. This is how he really feels about Sasha Banks. He's carrying this around, or this is how he routinely talks about women, or how he feels about them. But I think it is a dumb thing he said when he was uh, 22. I think he was something and, like that. Yeah. Yeah. But my my problem with people saying we should we shouldn't give a pass to frat guys saying that stuff. My counterpoint to that is it's proven that our brains aren't fully formed until we're 25 and we really suck. 25 at, at the earliest. Yeah, we really suck at making at, at making good decisions until we're 25 years old. So, um, eh, you know what? Like, I, I get what you're saying, but you also have to realize, like, he probably he might like based on his brain he might not have been capable of seeing that that was a bad thing to say at that point in his life that now that he's older, like and his brain is fully developed would go, Oh fuck. Why did I do that? Yeah. Well, and there's a certain aspect of Sammy's response and how it played out. There's a certain aspect of, isn't this what we want? Isn't this what we this is how we want this stuff to happen, right? We want people to grow and change and say, you know, that's not. But instead, we're getting a whole bunch of jumping up and down and, you know, be rid of him and that sort of stuff. So. But there's like, but see, but, see, but where my problem is, and not with this situation, but I see some people I know that are holier than thou 
on social media, Facebook especially, all the time. And I'm like, man, like, you're saying all this stuff. And, like, the worst thing I've ever said, you've said ten times worse, and you're being this sanctimonious and pretending like that didn't happen? Like, really? Like, kind of fuck off. Yeah. It's... <sighs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like we said, they, that was handled well, but it... I'm going to go for kind of a deep dive here. Do you remember there was a song... It was a novelty song that was popular when I was young. It was a Ray Stevens song called the Mississippi Squirrel Revival. Do you guys remember this? I've heard the name. I don't think I've ever right. heard it. Mm-hmm. So in the in the course of the song, it, like the, the Ray Stevens character in it is not the central character. He's just kind of the the engine by which this happens. He catches a squirrel and puts it in a shoebox, while because in the summers. He would go and stay with his grandparents. And, you know, he'd run around, have a good old time, that sort of stuff. And so he caught this squirrel, put it in a shoebox, and he's sitting in the back row of the church with his buddy showing him the squirrel he caught. When the squirrel, squirrel gets loose and starts running around and, um, you know, like runs under people's clothes and people are freaking out. And the at the end point... There's this woman named Sister. He, he in the song she's referred to as Sister Bertha, better than you. And she's watching everything that's happened, and she's she. I believe the phrase in the song is with malicious glee, or something like that. And when when this squirrel like is trying to run away and gets caught in her skirts and runs and is like runs up and is hiding in her dress and trying to find a way out because it's a panicked animal, right? She starts confessing to all of this stuff she's done and all of the married men that are in the church that she had hooked up with. So it it kind of makes me think of the Shakespeare quote in that he doth protest too much. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if you're going to be that, that sanctimonious and if you're going to be that, like, oh, you know, finger shaky and stuff like that. Uh, and we can wrap this all the way back around in the beginning with David Starr. It'd be like, if you're going to be doing all of that, you better be real clear that there aren't skeletons in your closet. Because, you know, this stuff's going to show up. And- well, you know, I honestly think... I honestly think, I think... I think guys like Starr and Ryan never thought that they would get called out for it. Yeah, they thought they'd never get caught. And... And st- I think Star especially thought he could threaten his way, keep, keep her under wraps with threats. I mean, I mean, Star in particular in this situation is a real like he is a he's just an absolute piece of garbage, like down to his core. Yeah, we're we're in this this place where all this is coming to light, and a lot of it seems to be coming out of people who are are talking about the. You know, you are, you know, you don't be doing that and shaking their finger and admonishing people about it. And then this pops up and it's like, wow. Um, okay. So, you know, now not only do you look like kind of a monster, but you also look like a raging hypocrite. Yep. I also think I also think what this thing proves, and I think we, we talked about it briefly at the start, but it seems like um, 
And maybe we should do an episode on this, like, down in the future a bit, like, once this settles a little more, but... It seems to me wrestling culture's kind of got to burn it all down and start with something new because what they're doing is not in no way at any, any level with almost anyone good from what this situation is showing me. Well, it's interesting that I remember, I don't remember who I heard it. We might have talked about it a little bit, but I don't remember the source directly where we had a guy who um his statement was you know everybody who's in the locker room now is a bunch of nerds they sit around and they they you know play video games with each other and that sort of stuff and you know it's it's just a bunch of nerds back there well given what at least as of this recording you know hand up so you know as of this recording what we haven't heard out of those locker rooms are stuff like this so maybe there's been some change that started happening on its own. You know, the 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 loudest complainer I remember hearing about this topic. You know, a bunch of nerds and all this sort of stuff and there's women walking around you ain't paying any attention was the honky tonk man. And we are, you know, acutely aware of how uh how agreeable and and nice a guy honky tonk man is. So, I don't know, maybe some of it's kind of starting to happen on its own a little bit. I hope so. I would hope so. It's just, oh man, it's just, it was, it's so gross, like, yeah. just like all of it. it. It was just, yeah. that's the only word I can think about it. Like, it's just... I don't know, man. Like I would, I I would say, I would say, um, if it wasn't for the Chris Benoit murders, I probably would be having a real crisis with the whole thing, like I did with Benoit. But wow, yeah. like, I I just man, like, yeah, and it's this is all coming out right around the anniversary of it. Mm-hmm. You know what? Sometimes, like, you just don't even know what to say, like, with this whole thing. Like, even with this podcast, like, I know we all had a lot to say, and this is going to be a longer than usual episode. But man, sometimes you just look back and like, you kind of just scratch your head. And you're just like, wow, like, it's just, I don't even know what to say anymore. Yeah. Because you got numb to it real quick. That's the sad thing. Like by Sunday, like some new accusation would pop up, and you'd just be like, "Oh, like let's see who's a piece of shit now." Like yeah. it just kind of stopped feeling pretty quick. There's this yeah. deep, deep sigh of, "Here we go again." Yeah, I, I just. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, what do you think, Matt? As far as like the cultural aspects of what they need to change and everything. <sighs> what what they need to do like ah yeah or just do you think they gotta just start over again the the local dc fed the the person who uh runs the fed she did a long uh well i think i'm i think she's actually non-binary it might be misgendering her i don't want to get canceled uh, but she put like a long post about uh, some suggested changes that could happen uh, to try and change the environment. Uh, so 
without going into like the details of that like maybe something like that like companies may have to just completely rethink how things are but it's going to take a lot of work like they're going to ha- there's going to have to be a lot more focus from promoters on what is actually going on in their locker rooms i mean if there're things that are you know in the workers personal lives like they there's only so much you can do as a promoter but yeah. right if i think they need to try and, and as best they can kind of police what's going on in the locker room and if they see anything or try and encourage an environment where people can speak up if there's any issues beyond that like i don't know it's such a it's a complicated issue um it's just gonna take a lot of it's gonna take a lot of work to like rebuild i mean the problem is that as fans like we know all the shit going down but i don't think the larger public knows yeah so for a lot of people especially if you're just like a if people are casual fans they're just gonna be like oh i don't see so and so around anymore it's like well yeah there's a reason yeah and and i think um i think that aspect of it was is kind of bad like like i said it was nice everyone got a voice but i also think um I think the way how scatter shot and fast it happened made it impenetrable to someone like looking in and catching something like it just we got overloaded with information. I think that actually is going to hurt the greater like the greater visibility of it because because at this point and like I know by Sunday like I had fallen behind and I just it was almost impossible to keep up with it. And I missed a lot. And like, let's say you went away for a three day vacation, like, and came back on Monday. Like, I don't see how that person, even if they were a hardcore fan could even begin to parse through all that information other than maybe catching one or two. So I, I, I just, I, I don't know, but I also think, like, I also worry because, like, Hollywood just kind of changed the subject, and I don't think Hollywood, like, learned any lessons or um, changed anything culturally when they kind of had their stuff a couple years ago. Like, I'm pretty sure they're all back to their business as usual because they just changed the subject. But, I mean, I, I guess wrestling doesn't have that same power, so they might actually have to change things. Uh, I had a, just a random thought. Um, I don't know that this will change, but do you think in the short term you might actually see a, a, a shift away from intergender wrestling? Because that for the last like year or two, that's really kind of been like the trend to do intergender wrestling. Uh, I, I would th- I would think I would think so, but I don't know. I I I'm a bad person to ask because my secret wish is they would do away with it because I don't particularly care for it. Um, but I could see that getting. I could see um, I could see more female wrestlers say like, "No, I'm not really comfortable with that. Like, I'll just wrestle women." Yeah, I guess we'll see. I don't. My views on on intergender wrestling is are kind of like conflicted because, on the one hand, it's not like a big thing for me, like in terms of like I don't I don't particularly find it interesting. I don't particularly hate it. I think it. I don't think the matches are particular. So, 
my problem with it is I don't like the the men beating up women aspect of it, obviously. But um, the matches just aren't usually good. Like, there's only like there's only a, a couple of female workers out there. I would say it's more than it used to be. Like, there's a small handful that can keep up with the guys, and the matches are good enough. But I don't. A lot of the matches just aren't good because it feels like the guys are going at half speed and look like shit because they're. They're dialing it back so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but like you know, you get a Sarah Del Rey or like a Kimberly or a Tessa Blanchard or um. Oh shit! I should be smacked for not remembering her name. There's someone else that that keeps up. Candice LeRae keeps up okay. Um, like those kind of workers keep up. I, I imagine EO would be fine. Um, I the you know the, they can keep up pretty well because they're they're very gifted athletically, but like. You get into some other ones that you're like, uh, could like you put that, could you put them both in matches where they would just look better? I mean, I, I've seen good intergender matches where it's it's been a man and a woman, and the woman is actually booked like competitively against a guy. Like for example, like uh, before Double or Nothing last year, uh, I was at a, a independent show promoted by an, an observer guy. And the main event was Shotzi Blackheart versus uh, Chris Bay. And it was actually a really good main event. But uh, the problem is, like, you, you, you could book that because they're not... Chris Bay's not a giant dude, but um, I can see where you're saying where if it's... You can't do it that way with everyone. Like, you can't... Like, I'll tell you, the, the best one I've seen is Sarah Del Rey versus Fidian. They did that on a Chikara match. That one fucking was great. Like, they were just dropping bombs on each other. But Ophidian's a small guy, and Sarah Del Rey's built like a tank. <coughs> like, you can... Like, Sarah Del, Sarah Del Rey can bump, and you don't have to, like, hold back because she's... She can, you know, do her end of it. But, like, I've seen other ones. Like, I've seen, like, Fire Ant and Heidi Loveless, and it just looked terrible. Um... <laughs> It just depends. I'm going to be honest. If if I had ever been booked, the only time I was booked to interact with a woman in one of my matches was as a heel, basically being a menacing bully about it because there, there weren't any around, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big dude, but I'm not like, I'm not a a flipping giant, but you know, how are we going to, are, are you are you gonna want to tell the story that someone a foot shorter and a hundred pounds lighter is? I mean, I guess you could, but I, I'm concerned that you know every time I do something, it's like, oh God, am I gonna kill you when I do this? But but with you though, there would be problems in a ring with you interacting with me because I'm. I'm 5'9", and I'm, like, 200 pounds. Like, there'd be issues with you and I interacting in a ring. Right. Due to the size difference. And, um... <coughs> that gets complicated the further down you go. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and I'm not gonna do as well because I'm extra concerned. It's like, uh, cause I don't want to murder... <clears throat> you know, I've worked with some guys who were a lot smaller than me, and we had really good matches. But it was because, well, really good on my scale, I guess. But I, I, I knew I could trust them to be okay from years of experience. 
that's that's about all I got on that front, right? You know, it's yeah. Because I'm sorry, Matt. I I totally trampled you. What were you? Gonna I don't say know. About I think it? I think I I actually said everything. Okay, yeah. sorry. I thought you were coming. No, no, folks. Sometimes when you're podcasting, you think someone's about to like. You try not to have like <laughs> long pauses, so sometimes you just smash each other pretty bad and don't mean to. Yeah. Sometimes someone will just um, take a breath and you think that they're trying to interject with the <laughs> comment. Well, it's it, it's tough with podcasting. I think people jump on people for that, but like if you haven't podcasted before, there's a pressure to fill space. Mm-hmm. Like you have to like you can you can tighten things up in post, but you don't want like long like pauses and sometimes you know it's hard to sometimes you're trying to talk and get things into your brain and it doesn't come out right. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I, I, on my headset, sometimes I will hear that very thing. It's like, Matt's just taking a breath. And I was like, Oh Matt, were you wanting to jump in with something? You're like, no. What, what are you hearing? I was like, I just thought I heard you getting ready to say something. (laughs) Sorry. So, um, we've done, we've done quite a while on this. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else to like add before we shut this down, or just you know, be if 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 we're going to be serious about this sort of stuff, then just be aware of how you are in your personal life. I guess that's that's really all I can think of is you know let's not let's let's not make life any more difficult. Uh, in general, if we can give give other people the benefit of the doubt, try and hear them out. You know, it's my joke is that uh, I always try and hear everybody out and see where they're coming from, unless they're Duke fans. But um, that's that's just a joke. I mean, everyone has their failings, and some people are Duke fans. So I think um, I think for me, I think what needs to happen is I think. I think um, fans need to start holding promotions accountable for keeping these guys on the roster. And just because you enjoy a promotion, like if you're really upset about what like a Joey Ryan or a David started, don't support promotions that book them. And tell that promotion, like send them emails, say, hey, look, I would have bought a ticket to your show, but I'm not going to if you book David Starr again. Or at Joey Ryan or um, Travis Banks, who I keep forgetting, and he wow, fuck him. Um, but I mean, those are probably gimmies at this point, but they're they well, yeah. Holes. But I mean, I mean, I think I think I think promotions need to see that, and I, I I will I will I will defend most of the promoters now. It seems like most promoters, like especially the ones with really concrete proof, have been like they're done. I'm not booking them anymore. Yeah. Cause impact released, released Chris and Joey Ryan. And then they suspended Elgin for further review of his situation. Yeah. I think. Yeah. They, that's, I mean, that's smart of them. That's just good optics, but I'm just glad that they are the, and J- J- Jack Gallagher got fired. Um, Boy, that happened fast. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I think he fessed up to it. So. Yeah, that was as soon as I heard about that one, 
uh, it, he was he was gone. He was gone within like three hours, I think, of that surfacing. They did not uh, waste time. No. And good on them. Like, he's another one. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. All right. I look. I think that's all we got, guys. So, um, yeah, this has not been. Uh, this has been heavy material to kind of slog through. So. Oh God, it's been awful. Yeah. I, mm. We promise next week will be um, be a regular radio yeah. show review. I believe next week we were talking about. Uh, next week is a fan. Request, yes, a actually. request which we're really excited for. So we'll be we'll be um, either bragging or bagging on something uh, next week. So well, this one's actually going to give me a chance to talk about, and I think I think Matt will probably be in with me on this one, and maybe Shad. But talking about going to Blockbuster and renting some Coliseum home video. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, look, just if you stuck with us this far. You are, you know, you you got your made some stern stuff there, and we thank yeah. you. And now go uh, get the bleach like we're about to do, and go yeah. scrub down. Yeah, because that's the only way it's going to yeah. feel better. It's, it's it's gross. So this is Shad here with Matt and Brad. We've been in three quarters. You're in the fourth, and hope to God we don't have to talk about this stuff again for a long time. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're that lucky, unfortunately. I I can still have hope. Um, all right, and so uh, we'll see you guys next time, and uh, we'll, we'll try and come back with something more fun.